Prison. It's an uh, the prisoner podcast where we talk about the prisoner, the show, the TV show, the prisoner. Matt's here. So is Mark. That's right. Today it's the general, which is not a giant train. It's also not your insurance. Is is that what is that the one we have in Atlanta? It's the general. Yeah, it's like a CGI. CGI general comes up and tells you things that are clearly not true. I mean, not, you know, allegedly. What do you say that have them not sue you? Allegedly, was, clearly not true. I was thinking in the cyclorama, which I would be, is that still running? Yeah, they moved the entire thing to Buckhead. Oh, that's weird. Okay. So maybe the, the history center. No, maybe there's a, there's a train in there. So I wondered if that was the general. Maybe. I don't know. Like, like, is that the car from the Dukes of Hazard? Isn't that the general? Oh, geez. I see. I was thinking of Buster Keaton and the train thing. Uh, they make it not to jump too far ahead, but they make it really <laughs> confusing in this episode who the general is until they say, "Here's the general." Yeah. Well, I, I thought <laughs> there I, he is. I think that was supposed to be the point, though, right? That the general's like very mysterious, and you don't know what it is till you get to it. Maybe it's an ADHD thing, but I just was like, did I miss something? I kept rewinding and like, did I miss something? Did I miss it? Did I miss them talking about who the general actually is? No, yeah, the general showing him supposed to be supposed to be mysterious. Like, who's the professor talking to the general? Um, But I suppose we should uh, dive into the details on this first. Do you have a few details? I have a few details. This episode was 11th in production order following the episode we watched last week, A, B, or C, and it's also the second and last episode to feature Colin Gordon as number two from that episode. So say goodbye to that one. Uh, our director is Peter Graham Scott. He had a prolific career in directing, writing, and producing, and like many people who worked on The Prisoner, had a hand in making Danger Man. He'd also directed Father Came Two and The Cracksman. The writer was Louis Griefer. Wait, we'll do that one more time. Those the Cracksman. Okay, I thought that Father came to both of those are terrible point. titles. Okay, sorry. Moving on. This is my shtick. <laughs> the writer was Louis Griefer using the pseudonym Joshua Adam. He had previously written scripts for Up Jump to Swagman and The Man Who Finally Died. John Castle plays number twelve. He's one of the rare cast members who's still alive today in 2022 having only been acting for about two years prior to this appearance. He later appeared in A Harlot's Progress and Trafalgar Battle Surgeon, as well as Robocop 3. Uh, Peter Howell plays the professor. He was born in 1919 and still outlived most of our cast by making it to the age of 95. That would be 2015, if you're not good with math. Do math. 2014. Uh, yeah, he previously appeared. It was twenty. It actually was twenty fifteen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'd previously appeared in Beware of Children and Always a Bride. Finally, we have Betty McDowell as the professor's wife, a seasoned Australian actor. She had also appeared in The Liquidator and The Days of Vengeance, and would later have a small role in The Omen. None of these actors will appear on The Prisoner again. <laughs> 
Give them their pink slip. Get them out the door. <laughs> they're yeah, they're well, you know, things stuff happened. Yeah, yeah, sure. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, that was there were some amazing film titles in there. Okay. Of films I didn't know existed for sure. <laughs> well, actually one of them has shown up before, but I'm not going to tell you which one. Oh, are you, is it going to be a drop later? It was <laughs> up jump to Swagman definitely has shown up before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fantastic. How are you going to forget that? Um I'll give you the story for this one just to remind yourself of this. Uh, this one was pretty convoluted, I guess, but so are most of the yeah. this is a good show for the convoluted this... network. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Secondary education has finally come to the village. Three minutes of a television transmission by the professor imparts three years of dry university level European history to the viewer. But all is not as it seems as Number six witnesses the professor trying to escape the village along with an audio tape of his true feelings. It's not too much of a stretch at this point for number six to consider that this may be all another weird mind control scheme. As the professor consults something called the general about the next speed learning lesson, number six is forced to play mind spy games with number 12, who is a confidant of number two and has also found a professor's audio tape and the professor's wife who insists that she and her husband are in the village by choice number six makes a failed attempt to replace the next broadcast but he is caught and comes face to face with the general which is actually a computer he does a little star trek style kirk foo and makes the computer destroy itself simply by asking the question why Why and not? why not? Yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> why was the computer so confused by that? Just why not? That's you know, no one had a a desktop computer yet, so nobody had a thing where they type in something like that, and the computer says, "Error," <laughs> you know, like yeah, it or it just says context needed. See the the um the sixties promised us the utopian future where we would make all our machines blow up by asking them questions, but uh, that just didn't come to happen. Well, it kind of happens sometimes, but that's, you got used to get that blue screen, right? Well, you know, it's, it's a classic, it's a thing that's always happened in sci-fi and it kind of proceeded even at least until Star Trek TNG, but probably later, but where it's like uh, impossible things became were were possible and possible things were impossible where it's like like the the insane it's projected as this insane thing that a computer could come up with all this information or contain all this information but uh it's of course you could just beam everything into people's brains there's someone that's i think it's a mathematician who's um i, I can't remember who but i think maybe 120 years ago is the last person who was considered to know everything you know, because up to a certain point, you could be like well versed in all the science we knew, and you know all all the history that was in the books. You know what I'm saying? Like well, you could you could have you could know the library like until about 120 years ago. They I mean, that's still well. Yeah, I guess maybe if it was that recent, I'm just thinking in terms of that there would have to be like cultures isolated from. I mean, that's kind of like a Eurocentric thing where it's like I know all of the English library, and that that means that you know everything that. You, on the earth which is right that's my point you can't you know, know all of reality but you can know everything that your or, society has amassed up to a point yeah 
Once you have it's the like internet, you didn't, definitely not. You didn't even have ketchup until like China made contact with the You just have to right? smash up tomatoes and put that on your food. Nobody would have thought of that. Mm. No, no, tomatoes. We needed China. Easily. Yeah, yeah. We needed China. <laughs> but anyway, the, the connection that I, the, just to finish up the tangent that I went on, which is the, the connection of that um, Star Trek had this whole thing where data was treated like it's, and we don't know how he works. It's impossible. There's no way we can make another one. And, and, uh, you know, warp drive and teleporting was just totally casual and normal. And like, it's looking more and more like it's going to be completely the opposite. There's like no way we're going to have warp drive, but we'll have a million datas just like in our house. Yeah. I don't know. Then they turn into terminators on you. Uh, Data turns into a terminator. Yeah. Just don't let them bring an apple to the UN. Oh, right. For sure. (laughs) Well, that didn't go well for the robots. No, wait, wait. Is that where they didn't go well for anybody? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The second Renaissance for those that aren't following. Which is the Matrix? I know the Animatrix yeah, <laughs> is sorry, the Animatrix. I mean, I, 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 th- I hate explaining anything I ever say, so you do need to drop that in there. I'm just saying, I'm like, I feel like everybody should know that, but I, I think that's not necessarily something everybody knows. So, yeah, I don't think that even came out on Blu-ray. I think I was on Blu-ray. Okay, well, never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was in the Swank set. Um, I'm going going through my notes here. Um, at the very beginning, we get it was like the Maggie Simpson death stare, like from The Simpsons, where she's looking at the baby on the other side of the street. Uh, number six, <laughs> number six, number six and twelve kind of get that going. I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, let me just say this has been my favorite episode of the show so far. It's got everything. It's ridiculous. It's got trippy mind control stuff. It's convoluted in a way where i just had no idea what was going on but i somehow managed to sort of figure out what was going on um and nothing was accomplished at the end of it <laughs> well, no no we have to like i like how this show is like it's not just like a random like like star trek voyager going back to treckle you know often hits the reset button really hard right like your ship's falling apart at the end of the episode and the next episode's like everything's peachy again right yeah, their ship's been destroyed, like, I don't know, I'm on, like, the 100th episode or something, and their ship's been destroyed, like, 30 times. Because this show is like, we're going to, look at us, we're going to smash the reset button right in front of you. Look at us, we're <laughs> doing it, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, I mean, like, nobody's going to have, it. I mean, is any is anyone going to have that programming removed? They're all going to know those dates forever. I mean, they're all going to know this. If anyone asked them when the battle of, I, I should have written all that down, but I didn't. <laughs> the battle of. You uh, see, you already forgot it. It didn't work. I mean. Yeah, but you, I didn't take the, um, whatever, speed, lear- speed learning. I didn't do it. I didn't do the speed I, learning. I mean, you forget, you forget facts you learned in school, like relatively quickly, you know? I mean, yeah, it's it, true. It's almost like, like you can't just write to a brain like a hard drive. I mean, if I try and ask you for your trivia for this episode tomorrow, it's not like you're going to be able to tell me much off the dome. Maybe. Yeah. I'll probably remember up jump to Swagman. Go ahead. Name one character in Avatar. John Avatar. That's right. Okay. See, <laughs> see that, that thing about being culturally like not significant doesn't count. <laughs> 
Sully Sullivan. That sounds good. Yeah. I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, tell, tell me one character from, I don't know, Annie Hall. Oh, wait, no, that's easy. Annie, Annie Hall. Hall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that it was even. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me think of, let's see if I can think of something. Uh, okay. Since you've been talking about James Cameron, name one character from the abyss. I can't. Mm. Oh, I just watched that though. Yeah. What's the name of a character? Linz. Lindsay. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Well, I just watched it like two weeks ago. <laughs> I know I was throwing you a softball. Okay. And anyway, like, I, but I haven't listened to your episode yet, so I I didn't get I didn't get any kind of advantage. Just before I watched it again, no, I would not have. I would have been like Ed Harris. That's the character's name, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Ed Harris. And that's like my favorite James Cameron movie, probably aside from Terminator One, maybe. Mm. Now, now I'm doubting myself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But um, it's all like pointless information. I, I guess that's the social commentary thing here, you know, of school being relatively useless. Because what's the point of knowing every dry fact from Napoleon to the present? Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing because I was kind of thinking that myself. And then number 12 just tosses out where was the, the battle of whatever. And he says 1822. He's like, no, I said, when, that's when I said where. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> nothing matters you well, blew my course, mind and of course the whole thing that the uh, reality destroying question at the end is why you know because <laughs> i was kind of hoping for something more than that but i'm glad that he went for the explode the machine yeah yeah uh but i mean that it you know i know, I know like in what? japanese education you're not really supposed to ask why you know like <laughs> i was but you know i was thinking it would be like what can finger why can't fingers touch why can fingers touch everything but themselves mm. or the that that old thing where the doctor is the mother or whatever you wanted you, <laughs> you wanted know, the, a zen cone <laughs> yeah i wanted i wanted a, a inscrutable riddle like this is my wife and sister and there's just one woman there right as the um as the bill hicks jokes goes <laughs> yeah i mean i would probably in that place just be like when was not but is tomato made ketchup china not not made in just like throw a bunch of syntax nonsense that's in, the in uh, what looks like a question yeah i think that was the upright citizens brigade response on the on their sketch comedy show where they have the androids that are just like completely incoherently <laughs> insane <laughs> yeah i mean th these have all been done before i think uh, rick and morty did it and fallout 3 did it Right. So, I mean, but that, that is a fun one, just the uh, nonsense robot. So uh, I, yeah. I guess this the prisoner kind of predates the uh, trope of the nonsense robot, though, because. Yeah, I think um, that was pretty well. Yeah, it was early in just robots being in fiction at all so, or, or video fiction. I don't know. I think wasn't the word robot coined in like 1950 or something. It's like pretty recent, right? It's like the 20s. I think it was a Russian play or something. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, well, there's Metropolis. That was a robot, even though they didn't say robot in the movie. But no, that was a robot. Robot. Yeah. Roboobs. Well, apparently, robot <laughs> is the uh, correct pronunciation, and um, and you know, in Russian, 
and Francis for in Forbidden Planet, like just started oh. robot, and then everyone else started doing what she did, and now it's robot. Eh, all right. So that's I'll why in the up. '60s you get like a whole lot of both, because you know, I guess the uh, it hadn't completely taken place. But the general, of course, not robot. being a robot, but you know, basically inhabiting the same place as a '60s robot, like they could have had behind the curtain, you know, like a, you know, I am the general, and it would have been he still could have asked it why and all that, so. Yeah, it could have been a person hooked up to a machine or something. It could have been all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, like X Men Two style. That that could have been like interesting, or like the uh, or like Quato or something. Yeah, yeah. I I don't don't think the (laughs) prison goes quite Quato level, but they definitely go with like somebody hooked up for their brain juice. That that's certainly something you get in a prisoner. Um, Yeah, we've seen a lot of people hooked up to use their brain juice it's almost like it's almost like they're they were like mm, maybe this time we'll just make it just a, a computer and not a person hooked up to a machine <laughs> yeah you, throw, you gotta throw those curveballs um the art was fun the art we had a, another art installation at the professor's house and, and his wife making weird busts of everyone that was fun yeah what is what is it with that there's this constant theme of people making art of number two or and amongst other people yeah and it's if you know interesting there was the the they had the one from the past art installation from a few episodes ago of that i didn't movie. notice that so he kind of like so he kind of made another appearance in this episode but not weird really. yeah so there's at least a little bit of shared history that's like a dream logic thing Right. I I guess part of the whole what is the order of these episodes is like, (laughs) you know, you want it to keep ratcheting up. So I guess people and since production order, airing order and other order, just, you know, there's a ridiculous number of orders. It's kind of like up to the viewer, like which episode ratchets up from the one before that, you know? Well, it's all it's almost like I'm looking at the the. uh... The number, even though the production number was 11, like the air, this one is pretty close to the middle on any of them. Six, six, eight, seven, seven, six, eight. And yeah. there's a 10, but the 10 is for the order that leaves out three episodes for some reason. <clears throat> so good. Well, that's not what we're doing on this show. No, no. But I'm sitting uh, here wondering if part but, of all this weird ordering has to do with people deciding like, Oh, this one is like the next step, you know. This one like t- takes it up a notch. Well, it's so interesting because I don't. Well, I don't think that taking it. I think that just syndication was more important to to everyone back then. Even though this wasn't obviously as you know BBC, so they didn't do a hundred episode series or anything. But it's interesting to me that this even can be ordered in a different way. You know, it's it's interesting that it can, and it's it's interesting that it was because it's like, well, the time is completely disposable media, right? Like, no yeah. one would be like, people are going to be watching this fifty five years down the road. <laughs> yeah, it's true because you go fifty five years before this, and there was no TV, right? So, I mean, think of how many, what you know, um. Going to kinoscopes, where they call it, are just completely lost because they, you know, no one bothered to film the screen, so it was just aired once in the fifties and gone forever. You know, scripted yeah. television, things that people actually did work on, but it's like, well, it's well, like, they're missing. Uh, what is it? They're missing like a couple of hundred episodes of Doctor Who because they just taped over him. 
right? So, something like that. I think they occasionally <laughs> find a batch, but uh, yeah. So that's, Sam- that, that's crazy because that was popular back then. You know, it's like that's the that to me is like the wildest thing is they just like, oh, it's tape over them. Well, NASA <laughs> yeah. claims they taped over the Apollo 11 raw footage. <laughs> oh, well, honestly, I'm never going to get any more tape. I'm not I'm not a proponent for like we fake the moon landing, but I love to think about it. And that is one of the more convincing pieces of evidence. Like you're telling us you <laughs> taped over the moon landing. <laughs> That's why you don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So that's why we only have like the grainy footage. There were, you know, decent cameras on there taking actual pictures. So, or there supposedly was, and they're like, "Oh, we don't have the tapes anymore." It's like, okay, that's really weird. <laughs> you don't you well, document that well. <laughs> well, you know, on the other, on the other hand, you have <clears throat> what was that like a universal vault or something where it caught on fire and like tons of master tapes were burned. Oh, yeah, I think almost every studio has had, like, half their stuff burned. I mean, it's like 80% of the films from the teens and 20s are lost. No, but this was, like, 10 years ago. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's you know the what point I'm talking about? It's like a bunch of master tapes just got, like, incinerated. Oh, music, music. We're talking music. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but it's still, you know, archival media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all, you know, it's out there now, especially the internet. Things get preserved in weird corners, right? Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's not the same to not have the master tapes as is not to have any anything I assume, at all. But I guess in the village you get the one television station, or can you like can you watch a drama? Or do you have to get mind controlled by by the professor? I want. Yeah, it seems like you could at least turn. I mean, I'm sure if Number Six took the TV and smashed it, they would just like bring him another one. They wouldn't like he just doesn't have to watch anything. I, Hasn't he, hasn't he smashed a few TVs already? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. He has, yeah, he has a history. Nice. So, at least the village has, like, good maintenance and room service. You can't yeah, that's almost back. like, that makes me almost just want to move there. Like I mean, your stuff be- gets, your power goes out and the guy comes to fix it in, like, ten minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. What? Yeah. It's great. Um, I guess gilded cage sim- syndrome, but I, I do wonder if you can... <laughs> yeah. like, turn to one station it's like the the kind of like the preview the or the uh the village tourist channel it's like it's just showing you like parts of the village like all within like you know 200 meters of each other <laughs> like when you go to a hotel and it's always like channel one just has like a slideshow of the hotel yeah that's what i want with for, like i want that to be an option on the on the tv here too so i bet that does not happen anymore and i'm just thinking about like the 80s or something but that did used to happen I think if you go to Disney World or something, you'd still get that. Disney World has like probably entire channels where somebody's just like, I'm in the Polynesian Resort. Let's go. You know, it's like you just watch like videos of being sold what you've already paid for. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, you can. Uh, you can't. You can't get everywhere, can you? So for your Disney World, there's too much. That's well, especially not now. Yeah. So, um, they say when you, when we watch television or something, there is a bit of a hip, you know, hypnotic trance we fall into. That's just how we get into the story and all of that stuff, right? Yeah, I've read recently that like excessive TV watching is uh, associated closely with dementia, and I'm like trying to get my mom to watch TV less. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to start uh, her to watch more. <laughs> no, no, 
I can't. I can't anymore. I've mostly lost the ability to watch TV. I have a, a thing open, and I have another tab open while I'm doing it. Yeah, I mean, since I've been doing podcasting, I'm doing active watching so much more. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, maybe not You're writing, falling. Yeah. And I'm writing. I'm thinking about it. I'm not quite falling into a trance as much. Although I found why I'm eating. So, you know, I get home at work. It's like 11 p.m. or whatever. And I'm, I'm eating. And during that time, I, you know, will put on like the YouTube video or something and fall into a trance because I don't want to eat and take notes. But the point is, at, at least, you know, people who podcast and stuff have, I guess, entertainment podcasters have are breaking that hypnotic spell a little bit by focusing it on on the what we're watching so much that's right that's why we will always be smarter than you listeners yeah all of you. but but my point is previous to that i would rarely watch tv or movies in that way yeah so it is yeah i mean there was a thing, there was a phase I went through, and I think I still am kind of in this phase, and I'm trying not to be like this, but I definitely would go to the theater and watch movies and think in my head what I would post about it on social media while I was watching it, which I started getting like, I, I thought it was kind of terrible. <clears throat> I still do. No, I like, <laughs> but, but I couldn't I, help it. You know, I went to a movie last night and I'm sitting there like in the back of my mind, like compiling notes for it. Mm -hmm. And and I really didn't need to. (laughs) Yeah, I guess if I look at it that way, like, well, at least what I have on social media will be of some will be of something I can contribute to someone, someone. But I think I just hate social media and that's the main thing. So and also sometimes Internet conversation is horrible especially i mean after last jedi that was when i specifically stopped tried to stop doing that yeah i guess i never got too involved with that in the first place so i just i I mostly heard people secondhand telling me about people going nuts about that movie yeah i mean i i don't think i have close friends who are like super against it for the most part i mean i have one friend who really hates it but he hates all the prequels and i think he just Hates J.J. Abrams more than he hates being. I'm just saying the word hate a lot, I guess. Jar Jar Abrams. <laughs> no, he likes the prequels. Mm. Right. Okay. Oh, you say he, he likes, likes the, the prequels. prequels. He likes the, he thinks the prequels are great. Oh, okay. Interesting theory. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I was thinking about social media our, is terrible. I was thinking right, about our, get back <laughs> our school experiences. I mentioned Japan is pretty much listen to a teacher and don't ask why or anything seems to be the general thing in Japan, which, you know, hmm. so they, again, they, for tests, they're ready to spit out facts about European history. Like these people are, you know, um, uh, but they have to study mm-hmm. longer in three minutes, I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, that I makes things a little simple, I guess, simpler. I, I, guess. I remember in high school and university, mostly just being a BS artist which is why I mm-hmm. did better at like English and history and, you know, less empirical um, subjects. I definitely challenged my teachers and uh, if they displayed signs of phoning it in or lack of intelligence, then I pretty much lost all respect for them immediately. <laughs> so, which I don't think was a great, I don't think that was a good trait on my part at all. And I should have just uh, gone in with good faith, but you know, there was like a, a social studies or something class I took where it was taught by a coach and every final exam was 
it was either the first 50 it was true false test and it was 100 questions and the first 50 were true and the first the second 50 were false or vice versa every time that's lazy yeah he also showed us a bunch of movies we watched the bodyguard in that class that that's a, that's historical it teaches you about what the secret service is it <laughs> oh but somehow i don't even remember how this happened but somehow we watched man's best friend in my english class remember that movie where it was like a dog that was like a murderer and it like ate a cat and killed people yeah i had a dream last night that there was a i was walking through a forest and a wolf came up and it got really close and i'm like it was just staring at me it's like what are you gonna do i I guess i'm gonna bite you i guess that's what happens now right oh god (laughs) (laughs) but it was like it was like oh you caught up so what 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 are we going to do yeah Jeez, I, I talked that same English teacher into showing Demolition Man after we read Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Well, there isn't a good movie of Brave New World. Has, has, has there even been Demolition a movie that? Is Demolition Man the best movie of Brave New World there is? Might be. Uh, there was a two-part TV movie about 10 or 15 years ago with Leonard Nimoy in it that was I- allegedly good. But, but I didn't again, watch you're it. Saying TV movie. I'm, I'm saying I'm thinking of like, you know, huh. full blown. It seems like something there should be a I mean, full blown production of probably it might be terrible, though. So, but I mean, if you think about it, it, I don't I don't know when the switch flipped. But like, if you say TV movie now, it would be just movie. So it might have been like at least within a, a period of time when TV movies were kind of good. But I, I, I don't know. I can't like vouch for it. I haven't seen it. I'm going to draw that line somewhere around 2016, 2017, I think. I feel like before that's a TV movie. No, no. I mean, I tried to rewatch Stephen King's It recently after not liking the theatrical one, and it wasn't good. It wasn't <laughs> as good as I remembered it. No, no, it was a TV movie. <laughs> that was but, a TV uh, movie. But yeah, now I know, I, you know, I watch a lot of movies, and, and especially on the sci-fi podcast, like, is this even in the theater? Is this a, a theater movie or is it just we, like we don't know, you know? I mean, the Weird Al Yankovic biopic was on the Roku channel and it was one of my favorite movies of the year. Okay. See, <laughs> so. I didn't I didn't know if that played in theaters or not. So I guess it did not. Okay. I mean, it wouldn't have in Japan anyway. So that's another thing. We're a little blind to anything except for the <clears throat> giant, giant tent poles. So Wow, the Brave New World I was mentioning was nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah, that's firmly in TV movie territory. That is like, that is like three years after I graduated high school. That's crazy that I thought that was recent. Mm-hmm. That's insane. My brain sucks. Man, time. But uh, <laughs> mm. so, but yeah, everyone here has just been like, I guess you know, this is like British schoolroom. I don't know what a British schoolroom is is like. So neither do you. I guess we should have called on people that know that. But uh. Mm. and bring in our british school school expert next time yeah so well that's my point though we're like i'm comparing a little bit with japanese education because i know at least a little bit about that you know we experienced american education so we can make that comparison but we're kind of missing mm-hmm. the key one that the show would actually be targeting i assume i, I think it has, I, bet. I could definitely fit it in with american education system fine i mean yeah that as well yeah for sure it's like not only is it a bunch of meaningless facts, but like people would absolutely just do anything to speed it up. You know what I mean? Like just get these, get this 
information to these kids' heads so they can go work at McDonald's right now. Yeah, we all want to know Kung Fu, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So that, but at the same time, if someone's like, here's a three minute transmission, which is going to instill all of European history in you, it, I'd be a little skeptical about that, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, now that, now it would be, even if that was completely safe, you'd have like half of society screaming about it, you know? It's like, you can't, uh, uh. Well, do do you want do you want a Neuralink? I mean, I really don't. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is like that is basically being pushed by someone who is like two degrees away from people who are afraid that five G on your phone is brainwashing you. So it's like <clears throat> we're gonna have we're we're gonna have that. We're gonna have people who are like QAnon, but then they'll get the Neuralink. Right. Okay, that's a good point. It's, yeah, look. which is just you know um consistent getting, logic is dead for, for some saying, of us. I, I think getting a neuralink uh, i mean it's not really it wouldn't be so much of a political thing as like the personal like do i feel icky about this or not yeah i've just seen what unfortunately i i used to be very much of like a futurist and someone who's excited about technology and the last 10 or 12 years have just sort of broken me because i've seen things like phone apps get worse and worse and uh so if you get things... the Neuralink, you're gonna end up in like the VR Aladdin space from Disney Quest. Like yeah, probably. 19... And it would just glitch out. <laughs> yeah, 19... I don't I don't <clears throat> trust uh I don't trust anything anymore. <laughs> I don't trust uh technology to to continually improve. Do you remember if that was headache inducing or not? I feel like I got kinda sick, but maybe not. Okay. Uh, and for those that don't know, that's the that was like 1998. It's it's 1998 Disney making a computer program trying to copy the people that, you know, were actually doing it. So it's like kind of a replica from 1998 that lasted for 20 years. So it's insane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there was a uh, the thing that really made me sick was make your own roller coaster which was like where I put the the most insane thing possible in it and then strapped into that motion simulator and just like <laughs> cyberspace mountain just uh, yeah cyberspace mountain yeah that's a right. fantastic name <laughs> 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 but yeah yeah that that's our, our disney quest factor day but i guess that's the that's the most brainwashy place we went i guess sticking your head into things it's kind of like watching the three minute speed burst except we didn't learn anything I mean, there were those mind machines that you kept buying that had those binaural things in them. You yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, I got a right over here. It's in this room. I've used it recently, they... so that's my most. Yeah, that's my most. <laughs> oh, there you go. Prisoner sort of thing I own. Where yeah. Um, so if you're not afraid of it, are you admitting that it doesn't actually work? Or it does works. it work? It, it works. Uh, you know, you choose right. the program you want, and then kind of you know rock and roll with it a bit. Uh, binaural stuff i started making my own so that way i i know that if i'm only brainwashing myself <laughs> yeah it's just not i don't i don't believe that well, we've already had like mk ultra sort of not i mean depending on what you believe mk ultra didn't really accomplish all that much it's like i don't think that specific brainwashing and specific implantation of messages is going to ever be all that well maybe with a Neuralink will be 
Yeah. Well, no, I mean, what I'm doing with, with something like the mind machine or making my own binaural beats is more just like, you know, mind discipline, uh, you know, which is your own mind control, right? Because mind control yeah. is an outside force controlling your mind. Whereas if you're controlling your own mind, then that's mental discipline now, right? Yeah. Which, I, I just don't, it's like, there's a huge, it's one of those things where there's a huge gap between relaying information to someone and forcing them to retain it. Like that's sort of, <laughs> I don't, I don't, that's the, the, uh, the tough one for me is like, is it like, would you have to do something like apply electricity? Like when you apply electricity to a muscle that makes it just tense up and not be able to, uh, release, would that be what you need to do to someone's brain to force it to retain information? Yeah, this would have been the most interminable day to like visit the village because then you start talking to people <laughs> and you instantly get, you know, stuck in weeds about about the nineteen excuse me eighteen sixties European history, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm really I know I know the answer, but I'm like I wonder how long is this going to last and how what's going to happen. Three days. Wait. Are we supposed to, yeah, are we supposed to assume that when the computer explodes, then everyone is free and nothing, no one's programmed anymore? I Well, they, they'd still retain some trivia, right? Although if everybody knows it, I guess it's not trivia anymore. Well, you can also, um, you know, on the uh, darker side of things, you could just assume that the next time you see the village, it'll just be a completely different group of people and everyone you saw this week is dead that, because that it's usually be, different people. That's what I'll say. That could be what happens every week. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty again, yeah, pretty show, possible. Like this, there isn't because most again, uh, most shows hit the reset button like as a convenience, and like hopefully you won't notice that much, right? Where this show just gleefully slams it, as I said earlier. So I, I, yeah, one of the more that's one of the more endearing things about the prisoners. Like, ha, ha, ha we reset again. Here's the two yeah. minute intro again. Seems like yeah, it's like his first day in the village again. We can have everything good about an anthology or whatever, a serialized show and everything good about a bunch of like random episodes. Anything accomplished despite. doesn't matter the next week. And yeah. And you it's know, like, or does it? And you know, he's not going to accomplish much, right? <laughs> yeah. But that again is the meta of the show. That's, that's part of the genius of the show that, you know, number six is character. That's why he's so shouty because he's like, it's all futile, but he's doing it anyway. Yeah, he just can't. It's like just punching a wall. It's like, I guess sometimes dreams are like that. Like you just, you kind of want to get up, but you can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like the wolf in my dream last night. Well, he's caught up with yeah. me. What do we do now? Okay. Okay. So I imagine uh, that was the air probably kind of imagine my, okay, there goes a bite on my arm, getting bit on the arm, got a wolf on the arm. Yeah. Uh oh. Ah. But it was it was like it was really perfunctory, right? That, that's why that was yeah. It wasn't like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever actually been like injured, injured in my dreams. Like I, you know, it's like, whoops, someone shot my arm off. It's never like that. But I know a lot of people have the dream about teeth falling out and things like that, which probably is terrible. But I bet it still feels yeah. kind of like cartoon teeth falling out, not like the being ripped. Off. From the oh, inside of your head. By the way, the, by the time this airs, it, it'll, I think it will be way past spoiler. And this is a very minor spoiler mm -hmm. on the Avatar. Do you mind if I just give you a very minor spoiler? Uh, you can give me and the audience a very minor spoiler because a bunch of them haven't seen it either. 
Yeah, but when they hear that's this, a joke. Like, we'll have, okay. They have all seen it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I just want to tell you now, and everyone else already probably knows this, that it just has one of the most amazing arm loss shots ever. Nice. I love it. <laughs> so there's something to look forward to. Best, Can't best, wait. Best arm loss ever. They're going to steal anything from Star Wars. That should be it. Oh, it's nothing like the Star Wars arm loss. <laughs> <laughs> And now when you watch it, you'll know exactly when it's about to happen. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, now yeah. I'm actually going to go see it. Yeah, I guess in a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> in a week or two. <clears throat> um, which oh yeah, which is your your you said off air, which is you're you're stuck in your room for another week now, <laughs> for and for reasons people can guess why. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to throw out on this episode? Um, do you think this is the trippiest one we've seen so far? Those like tr- those like TV brainwashing ones are pretty trippy, but I I don't know. It's got a lot, a lot of stiff competition. Yeah, as I was say, oh. um, it doesn't quite have the swirling colors that a few others had. I think A, B, and C, the last episode, really you know put kind of cornered in on the swirling colors, which I like. So. That's I think that was visually trippier, but I think as far as like concept wise, this is probably the trippiest one so far. I think w- for the last episode of this podcast, we should give out a bunch of awards to episodes. Yeah, sure. Why not? And we'll have them like we'll have like <laughs> we'll mail them to the mail them to the estate of the people who worked on them. No, no, I want the episodes <laughs> to to the episodes themselves to walk up to the podium. Yeah, if they can't if they can't claim them, then they'll just you know. <laughs> come back come back to us what what is what how what do you visualize is that like is it like a tv's walking up to the podium or is it a videotape or what what is it a an imdb film? page an imdb yeah like an how, imdb page and it's a big rectangle and it's just like walking with spindly arms yeah 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 something like that <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> yeah okay um, uh this and other podcasts can be found on the Patreon umbrella of Podcastio Podcastius. You can support us or you can use it as a hub to get to other stuff like Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, which is about sci-fi movies. Time Enough Podcast, which is about the Twilight Zone. There's Luke Loves Pokemon. You can guess what that's about. Monster Mash doing Monster Hunter and the Game Game Show, which is for British guys screaming insults at each other weekly. You up to anything? You you just hang around here, don't you? Nah, that, I'm that's not. your plug too. I'm just in cyberspace. Find My me in cyberspace. <laughs> find me on this. Find me on this network. Find him on cyberspace podcast. mountain vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>